Welcome everybody, one and all, to the Eight Guys One Cup Round Seven Review Podcast. Guys, every week I get up here and I, I hit the record button and I think, oh look, yeah, I wonder what I'm what I'm going to say this week. But every week I sort of just just sort of palm it off, and I'm like, you know what? Let's let's just go straight into this. But you know what, guys? I'm actually uh, I'm really enjoying this league in it as a whole. I'm really enjoying the podcast. I hope you guys all are as well. Obviously, enjoy putting it all together for you guys, but. It's a really, really fun league this year. I'm really enjoying the the banter that we're all having. I'm really enjoying how everyone's everyone's buying in. Uh, everyone's on the league. Everyone's making moves. Everyone's getting things going. So I really, uh, I really appreciate you all. I guess sort of just taking the time to to enjoy it with me because obviously it's uh, fantasy NFL is a bit of a, a bit of a different beast to the N- AFL like we're all used to. But look, everyone's everyone's buying in. Like I said, everyone's having a real good time, and I uh, hope we all keep having a really good time for years to come. Which is why I'm sort of putting this this sort of podcast together. As uh, those in the in the Supercoach group know, this is something I enjoy doing, and I think it just brings everyone everyone together a bit more closer. Everyone has a, a good time, and it sort of gives another another reason to to sort of switch on and, and pay attention. So I just wanted to thank you all just for for giving me the time of day for for joining the league for, for being being in it and just um yeah giving me giving me something to look forward to on Monday mornings when I wake up at, at four o'clock in the morning and switch on the NFL. I just really enjoy really enjoy this league. Really enjoy. Uh, what it's bringing, and and I uh, look forward to a few more years to come. But uh, look, with uh, that out of the way, guys, all the the sobby stuff done. Now we can all we'll have a big cry. We're all good. We can we can move on now. I'm now gonna to bring on a coach who who called it pretty early in the week this week. Actually, he said, "Look, he messaged me saying, look, if I get the job done, I'm I'm coming on.'" And I said, "Well, you know, definitely." But you know, got a long way to go. But unfortunately, he uh, he got the job done, and uh, unfortunately, it was against me, which you know. Uh, is not, I uh, wouldn't say, it's not, not really a rarity this year. I'm uh, having a bit of a down year, but that's fine. I've got some uh, belief in my players, you know, kind of like Collingwood, you know. We may have finished second bottom, but I've got that belief, you know. Every single week, I reckon I can get the job done, even though it's just not going to happen. You guys might all know it ain't happening. I've got that belief. But look, without any further ado, you all know who it is now, because I've already sort of told him. I bring on the coach of Hudat. It is the man who is in 10 other leagues, the man who who helped set up this league. You know, I may have been the, the heart of this one. This guy was the brains. He set it all up. He has all the behind-the-scenes stuff. He got it all working working well for us. This guy is the one who's really helped me out uh, with the sleeper uh, sleeper leagues in general. So, And with me this week, we have Michael. Michael, welcome to your first podcast. How are you, how are you feeling about the weekend? Yeah, good, buddy. It's been, it was actually a finally good week for me, so I was glad to hop on this one. Yeah, obviously, yeah, all those uh, all those voodoo rituals and black cats you've been kicking, obviously, the, uh, the, the voodoo's paid off now, so... You're back to back on the winners list. Yeah, finally, it's been a while, so no, glad I'm happy I'm back on the winners list this week. Definitely, and uh, look, how do you think the season's gone so far? Obviously, uh, I was thrown together pretty late, but you came to the rescue and set it up for us. So yeah, it's been really good. Like I said, I've been doing sleeper for six years now and really enjoyed it. Hopped over from Yahoo and ESPN, but it's truly a dynasty um, setup. So a lot of the boys like jumping over there, but no, it's been great and. Really competitive, like the one that I'm actually struggling the most. I'm in 10 leagues, and this one I'm struggling the most by far. So, no, it's been very competitive and good. Yeah, I'll have to, have to wait and see, I guess, how the uh, the future future picks will go, because I think that's where it'll probably separate the ones who pay the attention to the ones who don't sort of pay as much attention. So I think, well, we'll find in a few years, I reckon, who's who's up, who's on, who's on got their finger on the pulse. Yeah, 100%. Plus, it's a you know pretty good strategy as well. You know, you go with, um, you know, try to get some experienced players, some light on, but... Yeah, overall, I feel like everyone's done pretty well. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, look forward to it continuing for a few more years. But uh, we'll deal with that sooner rather than later. But before that, we'll go to some of the, the matchups that we had on the, the week just been. So 
First matchup is myself, uh, Kaysalar, 147.74, defeated by yourself, uh, Hudat, 165.18. So talk to me about some of the things you, you liked and uh, maybe didn't like about these this matchup. Yeah, I was pretty confident at the start, um, how Jackson started and and Ridley and all that scoring you know, early touchdowns. But then I got really worried when uh, Jamar Chase went off and um, you know got 201 yards and one touchdown and 33 points, uh, everything turned pretty quickly. The projections turned everything upside down your way. So I thought, oh, no, it's going to happen again. Um, but then, yeah, then I had a bit of luck my way with Evans scoring 31, you know, point six and pulling some back some points. So overall, it was a pretty good matchup, but I was lucky enough to run away with it in the end. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, yeah, I was cursing Mahomes' name pretty early on that uh, that Monday morning because he was just he was playing shocking and, Definitely, definitely hurt me, but there, I had a few other guys that's not do well, like you know, Gibson not doing well. Golden, basically my entire defensive just did not doing well. But like I said, yeah, Jamar Chase scoring that 33, I thought I was uh, hitting a bit then. I was getting up and about. But yeah, like you said, uh, once um, Evans came out with that 31, that was pretty much broke even there. And then you had, uh, I think, uh, Shaq Barrett, 11. He was just killing it early on as well. He slowed down a little bit. But yeah, I think he had a few more guys that scored a little bit better than me. And I think, yeah, the, the difference probably being Lamar Jackson, like you said. Yeah, and I wouldn't expect Mahomes to do that again. No, that was literally like I've had him in a few leagues over the years, and that's when he normally scores in the first uh, 10 minutes of the game and, you know, goes up and up from there. And Gibson, you know, having a pretty quiet one as well, but being questionable. So he, he got banged up a bit towards the end. So I was pretty lucky in the end getting 12 points out of them too, which, you know, you normally get closer to 35, um, which would have been the difference. Yeah, definitely. But oh, look, you know, hopefully Mahomes has learned from his uh, his bad mistakes. I think he just yeah, he just looked shocking. He had a few fumbles and interception. He just every time he went tried to run with the ball, I'm like, don't run with it because you're just going to drop it again. <laughs> it was just shocking. Yeah. Listening to all the experts, they reckon a lot of people he's been found out because he likes to lairize with the ball a little bit and fling it, you know, with one foot in the air and a few side. Um, you know, they reckon they're feeding him out, but I reckon he'll he'll bounce back. And yeah, I feel like he, he's too good a player to, to be kept down. So something will something yeah, will work out. Sure. They'll work out a better way to to give him the touchdowns he needs but until then we'll uh i'll have to wait and see and hope and pray for the best and in the next matchup we had uh marcus sean mcbay 156.96 just getting over the line against camera team camera 155.76 so only 1.2 points there so that one really came down to the wire i know both of the boys were were getting up and about as was happening and hoping for some sort of miracle yeah, I definitely enjoyed this matchup because I came right down the wire. You love them games, especially with the points difference. Um, but what really hurt uh, Kammer was that zero by by Shepard. Um, yeah, that, that's what it pretty much came down to between it. But overall, they both, you know, had some high scores and low scores through, like Swift, I thought, was going to um, do it for him in the end. But uh, unfortunately, no, that zero hurt him at the end. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, that you put anybody else on the field and he's, he's got that win pretty much. But... Uh, definitely had some guys um, help out. Uh, Rock Smith on the the back line, sixteen point five on the back line, the defense, and um, you take most anything over ten basically every day of the week on your defense. But both guys had some some pretty good scores with some some high twenties as well. With uh, off of Marcus's Cooper Cup, thirty seven point six is just setting the bar high week in week out. Yeah, for sure, he's been on a tear, especially with Stafford going there. I think a lot of people project him to go high, but. Not many people rejected him to be the number one wide receiver. No, not as probably as high as he's gone, but I think it just goes to show you when you get some, uh, you get all the pieces around and you just throw Stafford in. There's that little, little bit of a probably better than than Goff as it's sort of you've seen, and bloody hell, it makes a bit of a difference. Hundred percent does. Yeah, and uh, like yeah, like I said, we said unfortunately for Cameron, just, just not quite enough. But like Swift doing well, Rogers is uh, is holding his own, but yeah, definitely that um 
that that zero and, and Mark Andrews probably scoring a uh, pretty average on a six point eight as well. He's been playing yeah, pretty well recently. Low score, low score of the year. Plus he had that fumble as well. That's costly. So you take that fumble away, and he would have uh, got up. That's it. He'll be won't be happy about Andrews. He'll be uh, probably even like rage trading him or something. We'll have to wait and see what happens. And next matchup we had uh, Shelv with King Shelv, 173.04, getting the chocolates against uh, Scotty uh, Come a Quarter Pounder, 140.32. Yeah, King Shelv, I like his team with Murray and Taylor. Taylor's one of my favourites. I'm, I'm in five of the DC leagues, and I've got Taylor in four of them. Um, so I've definitely got a, a love spot for him. And Harris is you know, from New England. He's got a new lease of life this year, scoring 25.3. He's going well. So, yeah, he's had some really big scores, and you can tell by his overall score. So Yeah, definitely. Colin Murray back to his best as well, the 22s. And uh, McLaughlin, 25, very, very good as well. Uh, and then a 16 and a 12 from his uh, two of his defensive, uh, defensive guys as well, which is definitely puts you in a good spot. And uh, another zero on the field for Scotty with uh, uh, some guy whose name I can't even spell, some Pittsburgh tight end. I'm not even going to bother spelling his yeah. name. Uh, from yeah, that, that, that's better than what I was going to go with. So we'll go with that. Uh, not good. Yeah, not good with a zero on the field. Definitely hurt, but un- yeah, yeah it wouldn't have made the difference. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that is he had no one to replace him because um, Waller being a laid out during the week, and yeah, that that was pretty much a game time warm up. So if you didn't have a replacement play, especially that little bit later game, um, yeah, unfortunately, right with the zero. Yeah, definitely. And uh, look, luckily it didn't come back to haunt him with being a, a 30 point difference. But if it had been a, a one point game like Cameron Marcus, he would have been, uh, we've been spewing. Yeah, for sure. And the last matchup we've got here, we've got uh, Keelan team, Nets, Jets, Mets, 188.94. Somehow getting over the line against Marto, uh, Martua time, 180.34. Yeah, I was riding this one too because um, I've got Kamara in a lot of my dynasty leagues as well. So. I think I needed Kamara in this is off the topic, but I need him to score over 20 and I would have won four of my leagues. And I was worried at the start because Seattle's defense was holding him. And, but what got him over the line was the Rex, uh, the 10 Rex, uh, really boosted his score. So finish up with a 33.9, uh, sealed it for him and, and for me as well. Yeah, definitely. I went, he went very large at 33.9, very, very, very handy score. And then he's got, like, Keelan's got a few guys, Brady scoring well. Uh, Goodwin again, 25. Um, Fournette, 17. He basically just rides uh, Tampa Bay each and every week by the look of it. If they score well, he scores well by the look of it. Well, it's a good good thing to do. Tampa Bay's up and about. so yeah, Definitely. And uh, look, Marto's probably a bit unhappy with Derrick Henry, only scoring a 16. Not as uh, as good as his usual 30 or 40 like he's been pulling out, but look, he probably deserved a rest after he uh, played pretty well last week. But a few other guys scoring well for, for Mato, but just uh, not quite getting the job done, really. But, yeah, a few, few 20s in there, which is good. But interestingly, no no one scored over 200 this week. So, obviously, the bye weeks, this, you know, one of the bigger bye weeks with a lot of the, the high-scoring teams out probably come back to, to haunt a few people. Yeah, 100%. And with Mato being pretty unlucky with DJ Moore, um, you know, he normally pumps out way more than that. And Jamal Adams, um, yeah, he's been a little bit down lately, but, you know, you normally pencil him in for about, you know, eight or nine, but... To finish with a three would be disappointing for him as well. But yeah, so Marto ended up scoring, yeah, going with a predicted score of 160, but to get the 180 and almost get the win, very good for him, considering uh, in our, I think our preview last week, he was predicted to score pretty pox, and it was a, yeah. a very low chance to score a win. So he did well to, to, to push it to the last game. Tim, to make a good game of it as well, very good. Definitely, definitely. And uh, look, with that, let's turn our attention to the, the top five uh, leaderboard from last week. Uh, let's pump up some of these players, because they deserve more credit than what we give them. 
Uh, number five, we had Mato's uh, Tua, Tagota, whatever his name is, Tua, anyway, uh, 28.5. So a bit of a low score this week in the top five. So look, Tua's done pretty well. He definitely did better than uh, than the Sam Darnold would. I'm, you know, I'm kind of glad that he's, he's moved away from Sam Darnold because he, he gave me a bit of flack that he, he would have won if he'd played uh, Darnold about four weeks ago. But since then, Darnold's basically fallen back into his New York Jets ways. So. Well done there, yeah, picking to her. He's on, he's on a pretty rough trot now and got benched as well for a guy who hasn't really <laughs> done anything as well. So yeah, watch this space with the Panthers. Yeah, he's not looking good. He's pretty much, uh, I think his first three games playing well with McCaffrey, with him by his side, and now with McCaffrey out, he's pretty much regressed back to, to how he was with uh, with the New York Jets. So not not good signs for him. And coming in at number four, we had uh, Mike Evans, your boy, 31.6. So very, very good score there. He just does it every year. Like I think he's yeah, seven years in a row getting over a thousand yards, and he seems to be Brady's favourite target when he gets within, you know, that ten yard line. He seems to always go for a little dinky, uh, you know, over the top to him. So definitely happy that I got him uh, in this league because um, yeah, I'm sure I'll, I'll ride him until he um, until he retires. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. And what is he now? Twenty eight. You've got a fair few more, fair few more years left. And if Brady keeps going like he's going, he's just going to keep getting probably just the same, if not better. For sure. And uh, coming at number three, we have my boy Jamar Chase, 33.1. And watch him score even higher than this one against the Jets this weekend. He's going to tell up. Yeah, it could be some big explosive plays. But like I said, if you can get anything over 20 for a wide receiver, you'd be pretty happy. But to get a 33 and 200 yards, um, he just tore up the Ravens defense. And with a massive run as well, uh, that 86-yard run. Probably should have got tackled within 10, 15 yards, but somehow just broke away. And once he got past him... There was just no catching him. And number two, uh, what we spoke about before, Nets, Jets, Mets, Elvin Kamara, 33.9. Obviously, you're a big fan of this man. Yeah, being a Saints man, he's uh, definitely my favourite. And I've even got you know, the jersey of him signed. So, no, I'm a real big fan of him and what he does. Um, <clears throat> the balance that he's got as well, he just never goes to ground. And if you end up watching the Saints game and watching him, you can just see how balanced he is. And if you, he's got a lot of workout videos he does, he's just crazy. So, you know, the work that he puts in, you know, you can still see on the field as well. Definitely. He's been a very, very good player for a very long time. And Keelan will be very happy he's got him. But And then uh, number one, the, the bloke we are talking about before from Marcus's boy, Cooper Cup, 37.6. Yeah, he just keeps going, doesn't he? He does. Um, seems to be the norm for him. So, you know, wide receiver pumped out them kind of numbers, you know. But with Stafford as well, exactly like, um, you know, he was at Detroit, you know, airing out the ball at the time. The receivers were always up in the top end. Um, there with like Golladay and all that, and um, Marvin Jones always were posting good numbers, so he's definitely carried that over to um, LA. Definitely, and uh, that's uh, four scores over 30 this year for Cooper Cup as well. So, number one wide receiver, number one overall. Very, 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 very good by him. Marcus is probably very, very happy with him. He's a Rams boy as well, so he's just probably absolutely loving that. Absolutely getting on, getting on Cup week in, week out. And I'm sure he's pretty happy getting Stafford off of me as well. So I'm sure that was icing on the cake for him. Yes, definitely. It's always good when you enjoy cheering on the players that you've picked as well. It's definitely handy. Unfortunately for me, I don't have many that I can uh, cheer for being had. They just aren't very good at the moment. But maybe in like tw- maybe in 20 years' time will be good. Who knows? Yeah, one day. We've been cheering for tw- 10 years. What's another 10 years? We've got to do one of the most important things, and that is the, the coach of the week and the worst coach of the week. So... Look, Wally, he might not, not be uh, coaching that great. We'll still keep at the Andy Reid Award for a few more weeks, but it may need to get a, re, a rename, a rebrand. But this week, who, who are your thoughts for the, the Andy Reid Coach of the Week? Oh, you have to go for the high score. 
uh, Nets Jets Mets. So I think, uh, yeah, for me, that will be my vote. Yeah, no, look, I definitely think he's he's definitely the one that's probably the worth one. Um, no one else really scored above the 170s, and look, Marta just came unfortunate playing up against the top score there. But yeah, 188.94, not quite the the 200s we've been been expecting. But well, I think the, even just the matchup itself, the the Kamara end, just getting get him over the line, definitely probably probably put himself to just getting that little bit extra out of his team. So definitely, I think that's a very Andy Reid move. And if you go into your team performance as well, the breakdown, you know, 91.5% hit rate. So out of 188, out of a max 206, that's a pretty good strike rate as well. So Definitely. Like the in-depth analysis there, I definitely uh, agree with you. And look, the, the Adam Gase Award. So who just couldn't get enough out of their players? Who kept playing uh, the 60, the 38-year-old running back instead of the youth? Who's uh, who's the worst <laughs> of the week? Uh, for myself, I go back to the team performance. Uh, it's come quarter pounder. Um he hit 80.9% of his picks with 140 out of a max one, um, 173. So, yeah, that puts him on the bottom, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I think um, definitely like yourself. I think that's uh, look lower score as well and just didn't didn't get enough going on. Uh, he would be very unhappy with his boy Jones, not scoring well, 8.9. Had this on the field, unfortunately, as well. And, uh, yeah, just a 2, a 7, and a 6 from his, from his defense as well. So a little bit of work to do there. But, look, he's coming up against... Uh, you know, come up against you next week. So hopefully he can, well, I guess for him, he can make the adjustments. But for you, hopefully he doesn't have to make the adjustments. So we'll definitely have to see if this little uh, little rocket gives him a little bit of a, a boost that he needs. Well, I hope he stays down for one more week. Then, then I wish you might <laughs> after that. Just one more week. Exactly all right. And with that one, I think we should move on to the the future uh, predictions. As, as we always, always love what Sleeper puts out every each and every week. So let's give them the pep up and let's talk about the predictions for, for next week. So... First matchup, we've got myself, K Salah, predicted to score 160.82, coming up against King Shelve, 185.78. So a very, very good predicted score there, Shelve. You've, you've got on early, you've checked your team, you've made the adjustments, and I appreciate it. Next one, we have Marcus, uh, Sean McBay, 196.19, uh, going against uh, Martu, Marto with Martua time, 186.45. And uh, so I should have mentioned the the me versus uh, Shell one is at 19 to 81% predicted. And uh, Marcus and Marto is a 61-39 predicted. Uh, yeah, and it seems to be, you know, shaping up to be a good matchup. If they pump out them kind of scores, it'll go down to the wire. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, they're currently sitting in the uh, first and second spot as well. So the battle for top spot as well. So very, very exciting for the two two boys wanting to get that, that win ahead just to keep themselves that little bit further ahead. Yep, all fighting, you know, for that, pushing for that buy, the more they can separate themselves from the rest of the pack. Definitely. And uh, look, on the opposite side, fighting for that that spot in that top, that top six, we've got yourself in Houdat versus uh, Scotty with come quarter pounder. Uh, you're 185.8 predicted and Scotty a 170.58. So a 68, 32% sway your way to get that spot. So if you can get that win, that definitely puts you that little bit further away. Uh, into that top six, which is what we all, you know, us, those four of us at the bottom, that's kind of what we need to go with at the moment. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup because I'm rolling with uh, Joe Burrow this week because uh, Jackson's got the bye. So he put up good numbers last week, but he's going against the New York Jets defense, which, you know, always seem to be, you know, even though they lose, the Jets still, you know, make the quarterback work a little bit. So, yeah, I think um, the way we're looking at the moment is we're basically playing a bit of a bend don't break. So we'll we'll sit a bit further back and give you the easy ones, but we don't want to get the explosives over the top. Which, you know, we've got 
you know, he's, he's got he's got Boyd, he's got uh, T Higgins, he's got Jamar Chase. He can pretty much just pick whoever he wants, just whoever's just sitting in that mid- intermediate spot, or even just hand the ball to Mixon a bunch. So he's definitely got the options. Yep. So hopefully it puts out a good score, and hopefully I can get a back to back win, which will be a bit of rhetoric. Yeah, back to back. Get some uh, get some momentum going your way, definitely, especially with uh, like you said, you've got a fair few guys coming, you know, on the periphery coming back in the next couple of weeks. So if you can get that. Couple of easy, couple of those wins when you you've got those injuries. All of a sudden you're back and you're right in the uh, right in the swing of it. Yeah, my eye was on that. Um, with Montgomery due back next week, uh, Hilaire due back next week, and um, Kittle all due back next week. Um, don't know if I'll play them all though, coming off uh, you know injuries. But you know, depends upon I might sit them for another week. But it is definitely um, up and up with getting them guys back. So. Definitely, and also handy just to have the options as well. Uh, having those blokes back means you're not having to play all the the backups you've sort of got sitting there. You can sort of actually yeah. you know have a bit more all strategic. My injured, all my injured players. Yeah, well, you know it's looking a bit better for you now. So definitely yeah. hitting hope, hope in a bit right on the corner. Exactly, and the the last matchup we're predicting here is uh, we've got Kama Team Kama one eighty nine point four eight. Uh, predicted a forty three percent chance to beat Team Nets Jets Mets with Keelan one ninety five point eleven. So. Fair few big scores from from most of you guys, and I'm just sort of uh, failing a bit below at the end with a 160. But I have to see if I can get some uh, some more out of some of my guys because they're they're not quite pulling their weight at the moment. But better things are coming. One thing about fantasy could all turn pretty quickly for better for worse, but you know, hopefully it turns well. Well, that's exactly right. All you know, things and turn turn pretty quickly. One you know, like sometimes a predicted score, he's you know, oh you know, he hasn't done much. All of a sudden, he gets a big yardage and a touchdown, and all of a sudden. You go from predicted to score a six to a sixteen straight away, so anything can happen. Yeah, boys, out pretty quick. Definitely. And uh, with that, I think we'll uh, we'll wind this one up. It was uh, great chatting, dear Michael. Anything uh, else you'd like to address before we uh, head off? No, really enjoying the league, enjoying the um, you know, competitiveness and a bit of banter, and trying to get a few trades over the line. But you know, probably expect uh, a little bit much out of my players. But we'd like to see a few more trades fly around because it's always a bit of fun. But um, overall, I'm loving the league and. Definitely, um, you have to try and put more into it. Yeah, definitely. I think some some trades will come eventually. I just think everyone's a bit unsure with the dynasty. You know, once you trade a player, it's not just for this year; it's for forever. So if you trade someone out, that you, you they might come back and bite you in the ass a few years down the track. So I think that could be where the the sort of uh, the hesitancy hesitancy is, is probably coming from. But I think um, there's definitely a, the way to, to get something done. Just gotta everyone's gonna be a bit more open minded, and I think we can definitely get some things lined up. All fun. Definitely. All right. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate your time. No stress. Thanks, mate. All right, Michael. Thank you very much for being our guest. And that is all we have time for here, guys, because it's getting a bit later and I've got to start getting editing. So that is this week's episode of Eight Guys, One Cup Round 7 Review Podcast. And happy trading, happy rostering, happy touchdowning. And I hope to uh, be enjoying this all again with you next week. Thanks, guys. (laughs) 